0: I'm a man on, take it up. I'm a man on a mission. What's up, peeps? I hope every single one of you is managing to drive yourselves to thrive in between each of our new monthly episodes. And this, for your information, is episode 164 of the Speed Mentor Podcast with me, your host, Gavin Wall. Now, I'm going to let you into a little secret here. I had an episode all lined up for you today, all in plenty of good time, and it was full of the usual blood-curdling exhortations, full of you, full of the good stuff that helped you rise up and become the very best that you can be. You know, the standard speed mentor sort of territory stuff, the, the stuff that walruses are nourished on from a very early age. Good quality fish, no doubt. But, but, something happened. Uh, and I I'll probably regret this. And I've binned that episode. I've binned that episode. Well, certainly I've postponed that episode. It'll be it'll be back at a later stage. Now, there's there's something like it's nothing earth-chattering about what's happened. And uh, I'm not even sure uh, that I'm the right person to actually be talking about this stuff. And uh, I would probably be best advised to stay off this topic, as I will no doubt offend some of you. Uh, but I think it's important. Um, So I'm going to do it anyway. It's just one of those things that's just happened um, recently and I I thought I should really address it. Now, um, as you know, I've never been one to shy away from giving you my views, but I probably usually stay off this type of ground. But anyway, I hear you saying, hurry the fuck up, Gavin. Um, uh, Will you get on with the show? What the hell are you doing? thrown on about here. What has actually happened? Now, okay, here it goes. Now, just bear with me. This might take some explanation, particularly for all the lovely listeners that I have outside the island of Ireland and outside of Waters Ireland, where we all know this stuff. So here it goes. Right, my mother, right, my mother was a great hockey player. Back in the day, and she played for Ulster. This is just background to try and explain some of this stuff. And she played for Ulster and she won every award that was going with her and her team. And my children, my three children, have sort of followed in sort of similar footsteps but in a different form because my three children play a game called hurling. Now, for all of the listeners who are outside of Ireland, who are outside the sort of Irish diaspora, uh, you're probably saying, What the fuck is hurling? Now, it's. (laughs) I'm going to get scolded by people. It's sort of like hockey, but played in the air, uh, but sort of at a much faster pace and perhaps at a more, you know, sort of more of a physical level, right? And uh, then it it has posts. I'm trying to explain this as best I can. It doesn't have a wee tiny hockey net, which is played on the ground. It has posts like rugby posts or Gaelic like football posts for any of yous written here. So like rugby football posts. And you get three points for hitting the slitter or the ball over, sorry, you get three points for a goal for hitting it underneath the crossbar where there is a goalie. And then you get a point for putting the ball or the slitter over, um, you know, like you do a penalty kick in rugby, you get a point for putting it over the crossbar. Hope that sort of explains it a little. So it's a bit like rugby, Oh, sorry, it's a bit like hockey, it's a bit like hockey, but with rugby posts. And a goalie in the net below the crossbar you get three points for putting it in there the slitter or the ball and it's hockey played in the air and you get three uh one point for putting it over the crossbar okay so i have two girls one of them the eldest is called erin and the next child is called shifra that's my two girls erin and shifra and they're age 11 and 10 respectively and my son shay is age nine all right so we did, we've, As you can just, you'll have worked out, we had a busy uh, few years. So we did with three kids knocked out in two and a half years. Uh, well, Helen did anyway. And um, uh, and we actually only started having children when we were 39 and 40 years of age. So we had to get a move on and we certainly did in that late 30, early 40s uh, period of time. But anyway, they're all playing a bit of hurling, okay? Now, but this is where the story starts. You see, I was telling someone about the success of my two daughters And they've just won their their hurling league. And um, Schieffer, she actually scored a goal in the last match. And Aaron's a really great player, you know. And I was saying to this guy, there was a guy in my company, and he's a man who comes from a county that has a sort of a stronger tradition of hurling than we do uh, here in Ulster. Uh, Although Antrim, where we're based, is probably, well, it's definitely the best uh, hurling team in Ulster. So we're, we're okay. But this guy came from a much stronger tradition um, and a much stronger county. And I said on several occasions, I said that my girls were playing hurling. So I wasn't going to start saying my son played hurling and they played camogie. I'll I'll come down in a second. Probably I'm waffling here. But uh, I said my, my daughters, my girls were playing hurling and he corrected me. He corrected me. But he and I both knew what I was talking about. We both knew what I was talking about. Because I'd started talking about all three kids playing hurling before going on to talk about my girl. So I was already talking about hurling, right? Again, for all of those who are outside Ireland, I'm sorry about having to explain all this. Again, for all outside Ireland, are trying to keep up and are going, what is he going on about? Males, the male, males are our species to play hurling, but females play camogie. Okay, so males play hurling, females play camogie. Now, camogie is almost identical to hurling. Um apart from probably about three rules, and I'm, I'm going to stick my neck on the block here and say that I believe that those rules differences are fairly slight variations, which this is just my opinion, folks, which enable men to justify unfair treatment of women as second class in this sport. Now, I'm getting into the controversial stuff. I'm getting into the controversial stuff here, folks. Now, the biggest rule difference is that there are no shoulder charges in the women's game in the camogie. And do you know what? It's a wee bit of an enabler for men to demean the women's code, which I feel is treated like a sort of a second class uh, code up and down the country. And they get second class treatment in relation to access to pitches, in relation to access to Crow Park and Crow Parks like Hurling's Wembley um, Stadium. And it was funny when when that man insisted my daughters didn't play hurling. It wasn't that. It wasn't just that he was informing me that there was a difference between hurling and camogie. He knew. I knew that. No, there was an additional little jag that girls can't play hurling, um, because they're just girls, right? Now I spoke with Erin about this the next day to get her take on it, and she said she likes having a girls' code. She likes having it being a wee bit different a girls' code, but. I was I was talking with her when my son came into the room and he immediately started mocking camogie, saying that girls can't play hurling, they're too soft, and they're not skillful enough. Right? And to me that proved the point um that I felt was being made sort of quietly and discreetly by that guy. Um because the Irish like to portray themselves as free thinking and liberal and sometimes the oppressed. But, you know, there's a strong bent of conservatism in this island that's rooted in the 19th century before women had the vote. Now, there's been a lot of um, referendums, a lot of changes and a lot of stuff that's gone towards women's rights and other minority rights. Uh, well, women aren't obviously minority, but but... And Ireland is, of course, not alone in this. Women face all sorts of hurdles to achieving success in life and in business. Um, Hurdles that men can't even comprehend. Um, Such as, you know, the time that women have to take away from work to have babies, which subsequently often damage their prospects in the workplace. So we have a situation where we have uh, continued male domination in my view, of most of the levers of power across society. And I don't think that women are anywhere close to getting a proper crack. Right, I want my daughter Erin, my mini-me, to take on and change the world forever. Now, currently she wants to do that too. Now, if she doesn't lead her life, that'll be fine by me, there'll be no problem at all, but currently she wants to do that. But I want her to be able to rise up And make her mark, I don't want, look, I don't want it to be easy. Struggle is good in my book, but I want the opportunity, the opportunity to be equal with the the boys that are in her class and in her year. Now men forget, and maybe some women do too, that for every roadblock we place in the way of women, that woman is someone's daughter or their sister or maybe their mother. And it could just as easily be your kin. This is sometimes what I think men forget about. They're very blasé, um, and maybe women sometimes well, very blasé about putting the roadblocks or making things a bit more difficult or not being aware of their subconscious bias or unconscious bias, etc, etc. But that woman, that female that you're dealing with, could just as well be your daughter, your sister, your mother, because it is somebody else's. Now, we've seen i say that this episode's come a little bit out of the blue. And another wee thing that's just sort of in the background, sort of just tugging on my mind at the minute. Now, we've seen across the world that countries who have female leaders, female leaders during the COVID-19, appear to have had better outcomes or responses to the pandemic than many of our male counterparts. That's flashing red there. That's flashing red. Maybe women are just as good, if not better, leaders than men. Now, one of my favourite world leaders ever in the history of the world is Angela Merkel, the mother or the moody of Germany. Now, her approach to detail and finding the answers rather than the sort of tin-pot populism and sloganeering which were afflicted in many parts of the world at the minute, it makes me pine for something better. It makes me pine for more female leaders. Now, I believe that more diversity in gender and, in fact, race, um, will lead uh, to a more fulfilled society with better outcomes. Now, for anyone in denial about this stuff, it wasn't so long ago that my mother, my own mother, from whom I get my restless energy that drives me, was really quite successful in the civil service in the in the early in her early and mid twenties, um, in her early mid twenties, and then she got married, and she had to give up her job because of the marriage bar that there was in place in the civil service back in the 1970s she had to give up her job she was doing really really well now funny enough I was a honeymoon baby so the marriage and I were very much bound up and I always felt my mum believed she was unfulfilled in her life as her talent was snuffed out um, of her career due due to her being forced to give up the job that she loved how fucking crazy is that that's not that long ago that's my mother this isn't hundreds of years ago now, it drives me on, to be honest, and makes me want to create as much opportunity as I can for my daughters. Now, and maybe for my wife too, but she does her own thing. Now, this stuff is still around us everywhere, but it's very much more subtle. It's maybe not quite as overt as it was back in the 1970s when my mum had to give up her job that she absolutely loved because she got married. Now, I can remember a few years back This is an interesting one. I was making a really significant appointment, the most senior position I'd appointed to date in my business, and one which would have been critical for the future development of my business. Now, there were a number of candidates, but I felt that one was slightly better than the others. And I sought counsel on the applicants and indicated the person I preferred. And I kid you not, I kid you not, the woman I sought counsel from said, don't appoint her she's of childbearing age and you lose her to maternity and your business will be impacted negatively. Just let that sink in for a minute. A woman said that to me. Now I was pretty shocked, to be honest, and thankfully, because of my core values, I ignored the advice anyway. Now remember, just remember, what you put into this world is what you get back. That, as I said, could have been your daughter or your sister or your mother on any other day. I don't want any of the fucking misogynists out there who are using that type of thing because a woman uh, give me that advice to justify their own misdeeds towards women by saying, ah, sure, women are just as bad as men. Some women and some men make bad decisions, but men historically have been the beneficiaries of most of those bad decisions. Now, I could go on and dig out all the reports and spreadsheets um, uh, from the high and the mighty uh, just to prove this because there's lots of articles, etc. But... As I said to the top of the show, this was a totally last-minute decision to change the episode, and I'm going to miss my release date or my release time for the for this episode if I go further around for the empirical evidence. But we all know this stuff anyway. We all know it. By the way, if you're finding any of this stuff objectionable, give yourself a fucking shake, man, and wise up. Because you're never getting into Wallers Island if you do. So you have been warned. Look. I'm not here to preach. That's not my job. My job is to come here and inspire you in every fucking episode. I know that's my job. And I believe our openness to embrace and empower each other from whatever class, creed, gender, race is critical to being a great leader and to creating teams which can support us to greatness. That's why, that's why I feel compelled to raise this with you today. I'm not here to preach. I'm here to help you understand that is our job as leaders. And if you want to create a great business with great followers, with great future le- leaders, you need to be able to inspire them all. And if you let this type of cancer into your psyche, people can sniff it. They can sniff it. They know. Now, this this is a bit weird, but just as I've been putting together this episode, Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, are. B.G. of the Supreme Court in the United States of America has passed away. Now, you'll probably, a, a fair few of you will probably have heard of her. She was a powerful sort of female active, uh, icon and activist judge, a real women's rights activist. And she had some powerful thoughts and quotes on, on the subject of today's episode. Um, my favourite is this one, which will wrinkle a few brows of those over in Dickhead Island. That's my personal personal favourite quote of hers. And she said, People ask me sometimes, when will there be enough women in the Supreme Court? And my answer is, when there are nine. Now, there only are nine justices in the Supreme Court. So her answer was, um, there would be enough when there are nine. And the point I think she was making there is that we didn't bat an eyelid when for decades and centuries we had nine men. We didn't bat an eyelid. And she's saying, think about how much outcry there would be if there would be nine women. So just have a think about that. That's my favourite quote. And one other, just on the personal side of life, the evidence how important the role of men and of partnership is in this. In our personal life, she said, if you have a caring life partner, you help the other person when that person needs it. I had a life partner who thought my work was as important as his, and I think that made all the difference to me. So there you have it. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and uh, that's her take on, um, I suppose, what we call feminism. Okay, so there you have it. Not the episode I was expecting to do. This one sort of crept up on me a little. I think seeing my daughters grow up and thinking about the world they'll encounter and wanting it to be a level playing field of equal opportunity. In truth, <laughs> with have modest, as you know, I've conditioned mine to know they'll have to fight for anything and everything anyway. So they'll probably be okay. But not all girls will be as well prepped for the struggles ahead. So let's every one of us make a contribution and promise to make a difference. Right, I normally say something juggler or witty. Um, but if I've gone all serious on you today. Uh, this episode started out because I felt uh, the girls' sport was getting slighted a little bit compared to boys. So I'm going to put this challenge out to all the male walruses out there. Let's make sure... The girls and women in our houses are getting just as much support and interest shown to their sporting pursuits and pastimes as the boys and the men are getting. That would be a good place to start. Now, okay, I'm going to just uh, wrap up here with some housekeeping and give you an update on the change, venture capital and uh, our progress in relation to raising $50 uh, to totally transform venture capital and the startup scene in Northern Ireland and further afield. Now, I'm pretty confident that we're very close. Uh, we have what we call a limited partner who, who's effectively an investor who wants to actually fill the whole 50 million. And in fact, they actually uh, want to push that to 100 million. But um, that will come with a serious loss of control of the fund and its direction uh, and the direction of travel. Uh, That Andrew and I will have and our our desire to help transform early stage ideas might be lost, certainly to an extent it would be, because we'd be investing at a later stage and we'll be less focused on Northern Ireland because the ticket size of each investment will be larger and there aren't that many opportunities here in Northern Ireland at that size. Now, those changes may actually be good in the long run for us. But we have to be very careful that there's overall alignment of values and goals before we pull the trigger on this. So we're exploring other opportunities as well. And we also have two other investors. One of them is a fund of funds, which invests into funds. They want to put, both of them want to put a significant chunk of the 50 million in with us. And we're now talking also to the British Business Bank, the BBB, about their their ECF fund that they have, which um, match funds. Uh, private money that's coming into new VC funds. And finally, we have a number of ultra high net worths who are interested in doing direct investments into some of the great investment opportunities that we have. So there's loads going on with our first term sheet issued and accepted, and we're in legals now, and that will probably complete soon. And I'll keep you posted um, as the biggest sacrifice that I've made, certainly um, in relation to actually doubling down on that fifty million. dollars has been the fact that there's been a reduction in the podcast. So all of you good people have been affected by that decision. So I'll keep you up to date. Uh, And okay, you know how this next bit works. I'm going to give a shout out to someone who's left me a review, who's added a bit of value to my journey. And given this episode is about uh, women, females having an equal crack at things, um, it has to be a review today by a woman. And here's a wee five-star review from Ashley Ritchie of Campbell Ritchie Chartered Accountants who are based up in Cold Rain here in Northern Ireland. And and Ashley's a great person. Now, Ashley starts her five-star review. The only podcast to listen to. (laughs) Remember what I was saying about women getting things right? That's the point proven right there. The only podcast to listen to. I should have done this episode long ago. (laughs) Um... And uh, the review uh, about women, I uh, would have got a review maybe like that earlier. And the review continues. This is literally the only podcast I listen to. Instead of watching rubbish TV, why not listen to Gavin and learn something? Now, every single podcast has some words of wisdom in it and helps push my accountancy business along. So thank you very much, Ashley, for the great review. And if you're out there listening to this podcast and you want to shout out, just do what Ashley's done and give me a fucking review. Uh, for all this good content that I'm giving out to you. There you have it, folks. We did a little different one today, but I hope you've had a great September. And remember, whether you have a great October, it's your choice.